Spontaneous human combustion refers to a rare phenomenon in which a person seemingly catches on fire suddenly and without obvious cause. Basically, they have burns without any obvious external sources of ignition. However, it only leaves behind ashes and fragments of bone, which is why it puzzles people so much. And on top of that, the surroundings are left seemingly untouched, unscathed by the fire. In this episode, we're going to go through, obviously, spontaneous human combustion, which I just learned about this week. No smoke for spontaneous. See, this is the one episode that we should hold the smoke. Extra no, smoke. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about what spontaneous human combustion is, the cases that have happened over the years, the origin of spontaneous human combustion, the theories behind it, as well as the potential paranormal factor of SHC, which is what we're going to be sometimes referring it to as because that's an acronym that, I don't know, it should be used because spontaneous human combustion is a lot to say. SHC sounds like a college. SHCC. The mascot is just a burning person. Let's go back to the very beginning of this phenomenon, which I like doing because it's kind of interesting to see where things start and where they are now, which sounds so cliche. But actually, this happened a lot in this podcast where a phenomenon like a paranormal phenomenon or just something weird traces back to crazy accounts from years and years ago, like the Native Americans writing about Bigfoot. That was something I that mean, was a while ago. That's very well known. Oh, well, that was a while ago, though. That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And the Kraken, like once being just like a pirate's legend of people drawing the Kraken as a huge, you know, squid encompassing. Is that a word? A ship. And then all of a sudden, the giant squid was first photographed in Japan in like the 2000s. That's kind of crazy. It was first proposed back in 1746 by Paul Rowley, who was a fellow of the Royal Society. Oh, if you're not in the Royal Society, where are you? He proposed SHC in an article published in the Philosophical Transactions, and it was discussing the mysterious death of the Countess Cornelia Zangari Bandi. And she was an Italian noblewoman, aka a countess, who is most famous for, actually, unfortunately, her mysterious death of allegedly SHC. So basically how this countess was found was the countess's maid went into her room to find the room full of soot. Which disgusts me. That sentence alone just soot. Because you know what's coming. You know that's human soot, and you don't want to see it. We don't want to see it. It's like Santa Claus is giving human soot and human coal and <laughs> human bags. charcoal. The body of the countess had been reduced to a pile of ashes that was a little more than one meter, aka three foot and three inches from the bed. Although her lower legs below the knee her three fingers, and the front of her skull was relatively intact. The bed and the rest of the furniture had not been affected by the fire, though, but they were also covered by a greasy and smelly layer. And it this almost, wasn't McDonald's grease. You can look up photos of spontaneous human combustion. Be warned. The I'm going to throw some in. No bodies, just yeah. surroundings. It's like, picture like a cartoon of Tom and Jerry, and Jerry has a flamethrower. Oh. And burns Tom. Did you get this from something? No, I'm you serious. Made this up? I'm just thinking about this right now. Mm, and then all that. this left of Tom is like a pile of ashes, his little piggly wigglies, <laughs> and his eyeballs like blinking in the ashes. That's what spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> hey, we charge for feet picks. After that article in 1746, SHC was referenced some more. A novel titled Redburn by Herman Melville in 1849 features a sailor who was consumed by, quote, 
animal combustion while in a drunken stupor. And in 1852, Charles Dickens himself, so this was probably the most notable, published a book called Bleak House. And in this, Charles Dickens wrote of a character who dies of spontaneous human combustion. And he actually researched a bunch of accounts of spontaneous human combustion before Charles Dickens wrote this. So he was kind of like into it in 1850. Like this was a long time ago. Yeah, and I feel like common day electricity, which causes a lot of fires, at least in the U.S., like in New York City, it's like every day on the news, there's like an electric bike fire. True. But like in 1850, you know, I guess there was electricity and it was probably a lot shoddier than current day electricity. I didn't even know there was electricity. Well, I might just sound really stupid right now. If that's not the case, I'm pretty sure there was. Don't you love how like we know so much, but like Wait. simple things like when was there electricity? Like we don't really know. Wait, was didn't Charles Dickens write the Christmas one? The Christmas Carol? Yeah, whatever. Did he? Yeah. Or was that Moby? I wonder Dick? if Ebenezer School. <laughs> but isn't it funny no, that we re- I, like I knew nothing about Charles Dickens like a year ago. Meanwhile, that's like a we're shame. doing podcasts right and for back and forth. Like is he just a paranormal like stud or something? He is. Really? Because Charles mean, Dickens no, is such a notable like a, author that he's like he's just like a like a a literature stud. Yeah, he is, but it's funny that we're always referencing him. He's always talking about the paranormal, it seems. A coroner wrote about SHC in the British Medical Journal in 1938. Larry E. Arnold, a director of Parascience International, they're making all these international societies these days. He published a book in 1995 called Ablaze! Exclamation point. Larry Arnold wrote that there had been about 200 cited reports of spontaneous human combustion worldwide over a period of around 300 years. If you were to walk into a room of a loved one after you suspect a house fire and you find a pile of ashes and their feet oh my okay let's not picture that but yeah well i think that's why people are fascinated i'm like whoa an article by la perry which cited a book from 1823 called medical jurisprudence in it it gave some of the commonalities among the recorded cases of spontaneous human combustion now, remember, this is from 1823, so whatever I say is not my opinions. This is just what they said back in the Germs day didn't exist. in the medical jurisprudence. Prudence. I don't know. So, number one, the victims are chronic alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> They're usually elderly females. Chronic alcoholics, elderly females, hand Uh, in hand. The body has not burned spontaneously, but some lighted substance has come into contact with it. Okay, that kind of defeats the purpose of spontaneous, bitch. Well, I guess it was. Well, I don't think anybody plans to catch on fire. Continue. But I thought it like came from within. I would say most. I thought it was rage. I thought you raged so hard. The fire has caused very little damage to combustible things in contact with the body. The combustion of the body has left a residue of greasy and fetid ashes, very offensive in odor. Yeah, I've noticed that throughout all the depictions, mm-hmm. all of the ashes are greasy. Yeah, and they have like splatter on the wall. So as you can see, alcoholism was a common theme of this suspected cause of SHC in the earlier kind of 17, 1800s. Well, I I think that's a really logical point of view because, you know, alcohol is flammable. The Victorian era physicians and writers believe spontaneous human combustion was the result of alcoholism, clearly, as we said. But what are the theories of the actual causes of it? Because someone could be an alcoholic, but there were so many alcoholics back then, now. So what causes that person, if that's what it was, which it's not, but what would it be to cause the actual 
combustion. Now, their scientific investigations have obviously tried to analyze the famous reported instances of SHC, and these scientists have made hypotheses regarding potential causes and mechanisms. The causes do include victim behavior and habits, such as obviously the alcohol consumption that we just talked about, the proximity to potential sources of ignition like a fireplace, a cigarette, whatever, as well as the behavior of fires <laughs> that consume melted fats, which disgusts me. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. We'll get into it, but I don't like the fact that like our bodies are flammable because of our melted fat. Like, what? That makes you know? me second guess a piece of cake lighter. Me too. Natural explanations as well as unverified natural phenomenon have been proposed as well. And here are some of the most common theories. Now, the Wick effect, which is probably the most widely accepted yeah. theory and often referenced in like Corner Report. This is probably the most valid. Yeah idea here it's like when you google spontaneous human combustion the google goons send you to the wick effect exactly according to this theory sometimes the clothing worn by the individual acts as a fuel source so when the clothing is ignited by an external heat source such as a drop cigarette or ember the clothing absorbs melted body fat which then acts as a wick according to this theory and this fat then sustains a slow but smoldering burn resulting in the combustion of the body the wick effect can explain the localized nature of the fire and preservation of surrounding objects. Now, what do you do when you catch on fire like that? Do you, you just stop, like, drop, and roll? Have you, you ever or been do you to the fire? Accept it. You stop, drop, and roll. Well, stop, they drop, say I feel, in all of these accounts, it's been a slow burn. Like all the ones I read. Well, what if you stop, drop, and roll? That has to work. Maybe that wasn't invented back then. Mm, continue. <laughs> the stop, drop, and roll. Some guy was like inventing this stop drop he like patented this stop drop and roll the next theory is the subatomic particle theory and this theory suggests that certain subatomic particles such as neutrinos can interact with the body's atoms and cause an intense release of energy resulting in combustion there's also the theory of methane ignition which is another hypothesis that proposes the internal mechanisms in the body can produce or accumulate flammable gases but specifically methane the cow fart also the cow fart also That's all i know about it. also acetone mm -hmm. nail polish remover baby from going into ketosis you can produce acetone in your body so all you keto hippies are you catching on fire or what so let's go into the scientific investigation of shc in 1984 there was actually a two-year research project where they took a look at 30 of the historical cases of shc in 1984 was long ago but not that long ago where i wouldn't trust it you know what i mean in 1984 they published a two-part report in the journal of the international association of arson investigators but the report <laughs> basically said that the burned bodies were close to a plausible source for the ignition such as a candle a lamp a fireplace grant annie nana's cigarette whatever you want to say wouldn't a fireplace or a candle burn more things than just the body this is fake news well maybe they like leaned into it and then it caught them on fire but they were like but not the chair no some no a lot of the cases that whatever they were sitting in caught on fire and but it didn't things. burn to ash okay well anyway the sources were often emitted from published accounts of these incidents presumably to deepen the aura of mystery surrounding an apparently spontaneous death the investigations also found that there was a correlation between the deaths and the victims intoxication how do they do a toxicology report on a pile of ashes or i guess the feet 
the feet. A victim's intoxication level could probably explain what would cause them to be careless and maybe unable to respond properly to some type of accident like a fire, dropping a cigarette on the floor, you know, your cashmere blankie gets caught on fire, you're too drunk to stand up. Oh. You get we've all been there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> when your cashmere blanket sets ablaze, you're too lazy. What a tragedy. And suddenly spontaneous human combustion becomes like Imagine you're in the big nude. because everyone's so lazy. You're drunk up. in the nude under a cashmere blanket and it just catches on fire. I would just give up. I just combust at that point. I know. When the body wasn't super burned and destroyed, they pointed out that a primary source of combustible fuel could have been the victim's clothing or covering like a blanket or comforter. Wow. Perfect timing. But for the cases where the surroundings destruction was extensive, they pointed out additional fuel sources that were involved, such as a chair stuffing, floor coverings, the flooring itself. They described how these materials would help retain melted fat, which caused more of the body to be burned and destroyed, Ew. which is a theory of the wick effect. So the furniture or objects near the person might have remained undamaged because they said fire tends to burn upwards and not laterally. Kind of yeah, but if you're like on a big cushy armchair full of cotton balls... <laughs> I, it's gonna catch on fire plus a grandma's house you know it's dried out i was about to say that also pointing out that the nearby objects could have just not been close enough to catch on fire oh please <laughs> how many times the weekend before fourth of july the weekend before thanksgiving they go on the news and they do the fire demo mm, i didn't know that and they say, this is what happens if you overfill your turkey pot when you're trying to deep fry your turkey. And they Ooh. drop a, a turkey into a full pot of hot oil like a fucking idiot. And then a whole house catches on fire. Holy cow. And then they do the same thing for 4th of July. That's fun. For they're like, don't for like, fireworks. grilling safety. Oh, Or, grilling or fireworks. Yeah, fireworks. Why are fireworks illegal everywhere? Nickel and Fisher did caution against, quote, single simplistic explanation for all unusual burning deaths and instead encouraged the investigation of these cases, quote, on an individual basis. So they could all vary depending on the case obviously that's like any sort of mysterious yeah. death get out of here nicholas fisher neurologist steven novella has said that skepticism about spontaneous human combustion is now bleeding over into becoming popular skepticism about spontaneous human combustion in a 2002 study by angie m christensen of the university of tennessee cremated both healthy and osteoporotic samples of human bone and compared the resulting color changes and fragmentation the study found that osteoporotic Oste am I saying this right? Osteoporotic bone yeah. samples, quote, consistently displayed more discoloration and a greater degree of fragmentation than healthy ones. The same study found that when human tissue is burned, the resulting flame produces a small amount of heat, indicating that fire is unlikely to spread from burning tissue. Interesting. Let's get into the first case that is widely known of SHC. Now, this is of Mary Reeser, who is sometimes known as the Cinder Woman or the, quote, Lady of the Flame, which... I wonder if that's engraved on her gravestone, Cinder Woman. <laughs> I wonder if the gravestone's made of cinder block. Too soon. Okay. Too soon. <laughs> Meanwhile, 1951. Okay. Well, anyway, this woman, Mary Reeser, was a 67-year-old woman who was found in her apartment in Florida, St. Petersburg, in July of 1951, and she was found burned to death. Well, her first mistake was not living in Orlando. True. Disney, Mickey, could have helped you. Yeah, Mickey Mouse could have saved you. Cairo. With the froze you right, froze <laughs> froze you right you next to Walt Disney. <laughs> 
But her landlady was concerned because Mary wasn't answering her phone, so she notified the police. The police walked into a pretty odd and scary scene. Reese's remains were completely burned into ash with only a portion of her skull, one leg remaining, with a foot, this is what gets me, still wearing a slipper. Yeah, there's a photo of this. The slipper? Yes. <laughs> Imagine, like, advertising that slipper. Yikes. Like that running an ad. Never Maybe mind. we'll put an I, illustration up, I, not a photo. I draw all this. The apartment itself suffered minimal damage besides just a few things. The chair she was in was burned. A plastic switch plate on a nearby wall had warped. A mirror had melted. And a pile of newspapers near her body had ignited. Now that at least makes me think that it was a quick isolated fire that was extremely hot. Mm. But besides that, the fire did not spread beyond the immediate vicinity. Reeser did take sleeping pills and she was a smoker. And this was, you know, accounted for in the reports. <laughs> that's <laughs> a fun, a... that's a fun combo. Sleeping Wait, pills and like lit smoke. cigarettes. It smells like a toaster or something's burning. It's probably, How ironic. It's we probably just your died. dad burning something. <laughs> Cooking the possum no, really some like... dinner. The toaster oven was on, by yeah. the way. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> The St. Petersburg police actually sent a box of evidence from the scene to FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover. In this box of evidence was glass fragments found in the ashes, six, quote, small objects thought to be teeth, a section of the carpet, and the surviving shoe. The police included a note saying, we request any information or theories that could explain how a human body could be so destroyed and the fire confined to such a small area and so little damage done to the structure of the building and the furniture in the room, not even scorched or damaged by smoke. The FBI eventually declared that Reeser had been incinerated by the wick effect as she was a known user of sleeping pills. They hypothesized that she had fallen unconscious while smoking and set fire to her nightclothes. Once the body starts to burn, the FBI wrote in its report, there is enough fat and other inflammable substances to permit varying amounts of destruction to take place. Sometimes this destruction by burning will proceed to a degree which results in almost complete combustion of the body. Her daughter-in-law stated, quote, the cigarette dropped to her lap. Her fat was the fuel that kept her burning. The floor was cement and the chair was by itself. There was nothing around her to burn. Imagine a good cement floor. Yeah. No wonder she was wearing slippers, her little piggly wiggly. But the case still gained media attention and people were coming up with theories to explain the phenomenon of SHC. The concept of the wick effect was probably the most popular, as we said, noting that her body's fat probably acted as the fuel and the clothing served as the wick to sustain the fire. And the next case we are going to discuss is of Margaret Hogan, who was an 89-year-old widow living alone in Dublin, Ireland. In 1970, she was found burned to death, but her two feet and legs from below the knee were undamaged kind of similar to the first case Mm -hmm. her surroundings were a bit odd as well the plastic flowers on a table in the center of the room were found as liquid her tv had a melted screen and this tv was 12 feet away from the armchair her ashes were found in so pretty far and Connor Brady, who would later become editor of the Irish Times in 1986, was the first reporter on the scene. And he stated, quote, The lady had been reduced to a little pile of ashes. It was just two little ankles sticking out. Which imagine like seeing that, like being a journalist, being like, what the? I would not. I don't think I'd ever be able to eat another meal again. <laughs> he also stated, quote, there was very little evidence of fire, a bit of charring around where she was sitting. He continued by stating, nobody believed me at the time in the Irish Times. And in fact, I had the greatest of difficulty in getting them to publish it. 
says Brady. Additionally, her neighbor noted a small coal fire was burning in the grate when they left the house the day before she burned. But anyway, they were not able to make a connection between this and Mrs. Hogan's death, and her cause of death was listed as by burning, but the cause of the fire was listed as, quote, unknown. What year was this one? 1970. 1970. Not that far away. Not that she was very old, 89. So, But the first account of a male, Henry Thomas was 73 years old, and he was also found burned to death in his living room, and he was living in the Rousseau estate in South Wales. Reports note that his entire body was incinerated, and the only thing left of him was his skull and a portion of each leg below the knee, which seems like a common theme here in the previous two cases as well. His feet and legs were still clothed in socks and pants, but half of the chair he was sitting in was destroyed and police forensic officers decided he burned due to the wick effect as well now the next case was actually pretty very very recently in the past 13 years in 2010 michael faherty and this was a 76-year-old man in Galway, Ireland. And this case was pretty special. The coroner actually declared his cause of death as spontaneous human combustion. And a doctor actually made this statement at the inquiry into his death. They stated, quote, This fire was thoroughly investigated, and I'm left with the conclusion that fits into the category of spontaneous human combustion, for which there is no adequate explanation. Kind of crazy. Kind of bizarre if you yeah. think about it. Like someone that's skilled in this profession that like can't explain it. That's a paranormal stand right there. I mean, not purposefully. Now I wanted to talk about some old accounts of spontaneous human combustion. Because although we started with, you know, the literature, I feel like it's fun to talk about when it really went all the way back. Yeah. So in 1641, so long ago... Thomas Bartholin has been credited with penning the first written account of SHC. In 1663, he described how a woman in Paris, quote, went up in ashes and smoke while she was sleeping. The straw mattress on which she slept was unmarred by the fire. And in addition to this, there was a article about like two sisters that were burning together, which is kind of sad, but they were four and f- because they were four and five years old. Um, but the ma- Skeptic magazine posted an article. They really started smoking young back in the day. <laughs> no. It was an article about two daughters from the same family who were tragically burned to death at the same time. Oh, God. But in different places. One of the daughters was living with her father, John, while the other daughter was with the mother at a different house. Very close by, what, but not like neighbors. Or are they twins? Or I guess they're not twins. No, they're four and five. Like, they were just sisters. Sisters from the same mista, but living in different Mr. Sister's houses. But the tragedy was reported in 1899 by the Halifax Courier with the title, quote, Sisters Fatally Burnt at Sowerby Bridge. Singular coincidence. The tragedy was recalled in an article in the same newspaper on April 13th of 1985, suggesting a supernatural cause, specifically SHC, with the somewhat sensationalist title of, quote, Fire from Heaven. Or were they flames from hell that turned two sisters into human torches? Yikes. What the hell? Imagine that's like the title. Oh, Jesus. Like, I feel like you can't make that title about someone that's four or five that dies. Because it was a long time since, but still. As we're like, oh, Michael Forty. <laughs> so now that we went through some cases, now that we went through the theories, there's a bunch more theories. There's actually some paranormal ones that we could talk about, actually. Well, this is not really. But I mean, obviously, there's like the, demo- the demonic, you know, 
Beezlebub. Hypothesis that some demon or devil <laughs> is taking over them. There is the 1970 quasi-Freudian explanation suggesting that a person's depressive emotional state could somehow cause him or her to become inflamed. Oh, please. And sometimes people have suggested that sunspots, cosmic storms, gas-producing intestinal bacteria. <laughs> we saw this guy named Dale this past weekend, and boy, does he burp. Mm-hmm. If someone's gonna freaking light the the room on fire with their freaking gas, is Dale's burpity derp. But even people have said that it's a buildup of the body's supposed quote vibrational energy that may be to blame. Okay, it's love like is chi. one. It's like chi. It's like those those Chinese martial hey, arts. Yeah, I like chi. Do you know those Chinese guys know that, that like, like I know this? Balancing your and then they knock people out. Oh, I don't know that. But <laughs> another theory has been that fire begins because of static electricity building up inside of the body from an external geomagnetic force. A self-proclaimed expert on spontaneous human combustion, Larry, or a self-proclaimed, I'm a self-proclaimed <laughs> expert. Imagine, I'm a self-proclaimed. <laughs> like, what does it take to be one of those? Like, can I have a Wikipedia where I'm like, self-proclaimed expert in, self-proclaimed expert in. Anyway, this guy's name was Larry Arnold, and he suggested that the phenomenon is the work of a new subatomic particle called a pyroton, which he says interacts with cells to create a mini explosion. But at the time of his of this recording, there's no scientific evidence that proves his existence or whatever uh, theory that this existence of this particle exists. So what do you think it is? Think it's the wake effect? I think it's a, a a combination of being an alcoholic. Whoa. Well, I wasn't finished. Smoking cigarettes and probably some sort of medication. It usually happens in an armchair. And I feel like a good alcoholic has a good armchair. Wait, but theory. A lot of the cases that we read, like two of the cases were in Ireland. Alcoholics. One were... <laughs> That's a stereotype that no one wants to hear. Somebody who is who is half Irish. Oh, that's that is true. With, I plead the fifth. Um. Anyway, (laughs) well, okay, that is true. But Ireland, there's also someone from Wales. I'm saying maybe it does have to do with the geomagnetic force in the location. Maybe there's something in that location. Or people in Wales also drink a lot. So people, (laughs) I'm sure there's another. Okay, let's look up. At Google spontaneous human no. combustion Iran. You'll you won't find shit. And do they not drink? No, they don't. Or Dubai. Don't Google spontaneous human combustion no, I'm Afghanistan Googling though. Al- alcoholism <laughs> by country. Oh my god. What? Okay, I, I hungry. Said, I said as the most. They're hungry for hear, the alcohol. Did you hear what I said? Don't Google <laughs> spontaneous human combustion Afghanistan. Oh, Jesus, that's so funny. Hungary is the number one. Okay, the top 10 countries with the highest highest rates of alcohol use disorder, none of them is Ireland. So, hate to say it. I mean, Maybe fine. that's just a stereotype. I think it is. I mean, I think it was like a pastime stereotype. Bunch of drunk Irishmen. Where are they? What are the statistics are these? I don't know. Worldpopulationreview.com. Oh, please. I need a .gov. Oh, really? Because as if you go on .govs. Oh, what about alcohol.org? Yikes. Like, this is real. Top 10 countries by leaders consumed. Belarus, number one. Lithuania. Grenada. Czech Republic. France. Russia. Ireland. Ireland. Luxembourg. Slovakia. Germany. Hungary. Portugal. Poland. Slovenia. U.S. 
twenty. A lot of Eastern Europeans and a lot of All right, Irish whatever. Accents. Anyway, no, but if you found this remotely interesting and you appreciate the time and effort we put into these videos, make sure to hit that subscribe button for videos every single Please. week here on the Spine Chilling Paranormal True Crime Crazy Topics that you definitely want to hear. And we'll see you guys next time here on College and Convos, baby. Peace.